0: When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com.
1: Pollinator week may be over, but the conversation about bee conservation is still buzzing. Claudio Graton is an entomology professor at UW-Madison he just released a study that shows Wisconsin bee populations are going down. This is as the diversity of crops is also going down. Well, what does that mean? It means crops like cranberries, hay, potatoes, and pumpkins are losing their key pollinator because we're missing some diversity in our fields.
0: There's some types of farming like corn and soy really don't benefit that much from, from pollinators. But there's so much more in our landscapes that actually are dependent on pollinators. I mean, not to mention even the non-farming parts, like the wild plants, the the wildflowers that we see around us, all of those, many of those depend on wild pollinators that are out there. But then there's, like you said, in the Wisconsin landscape, there are a lot of crops that are actually dependent on uh, pollinators, things like apples and cranberries and squashes and you know things like that, pumpkins, all these things that actually are kind of what make uh, our meals fun and interesting and actually really nutritious, actually come from crops that are pollinated by insects, mostly bees.
1: And it's, I mean, it's not only that too, but agritourism and some of Wisconsin's most famous crops, as you said, cranberries, um, are dependent on the bees.
0: Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's when we drive around our landscapes and we see those beautiful fields of uh, wildflowers, that's that's really neat to see, and that makes it really Um, you know, exciting to be out in the landscape is seeing those things. And then, of course, there's nothing like our Thanksgiving meals wouldn't be Thanksgiving without, uh, you know, cranberries and apple pie. And those are pollinator dependent crops.
1: Now, Claudio, your research shows a decline not only in bees, but the different types of bees. Why does that matter?
0: That is such a good question. I mean, most many farmers, especially the ones that are growing these large quantities of pollinator-dependent crops often bring in honeybees. And honeybees is one species, and it's actually not even native to North America. It's brought in from Europe and uh, the Middle East. Uh, it's the, the European honeybee is what does a lot of our agricultural work uh, here. And so you ask a really good question, which is why do we need diversity out there? Well, lately in the news, we've been hearing about um, honeybee declines a lot, uh, honeybees uh, actually are having a really hard time making it through the winter. And so if you're a beekeeper and you've got 100 hives, here in Wisconsin, the odds are that about half of them are actually going to die out over the winter. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, there's some pathogens. Uh, there's some parasites. The varroa mite is really harsh on bees, on honeybees uh, in particular. And then there's other things that we're just starting to learn more about right now, which is there's a lot of pesticides that we use in our landscapes, and those do kill off bees. And and bees don't just pollinate those crops and eat that eat that pollen, but they also use other uh, sources of food. I'm talking about honeybees here. Uh, use those other sources of food that comes come from these diverse landscapes and so slowly we're losing actually we're losing some of our capacity to maintain even those workhorses of the agricultural system honeybees so that's one. that's one reason why we should be concerned we've got a lot of eggs in one basket you know with uh with relying on honeybees so when it comes to diversity of bees you can think of them like um diversifying your portfolio if you have a stock investment um, you don't want everything to be in tech stocks because if tech stocks go bad in a particular year, you're not going to be doing as well financially. And so, a good strategy there is to kind of spread your risk across different types of uh, investments. Well, the same idea plays out with bees with as well. You know, maybe you've got a cold spring. You want to have those bees that are out there able to fly around and pollinate your crops under cold weather. And those are things like bumblebees, which are big and they can maintain their their body temperature quite high. You know, you might have some crops that maybe will bloom a little bit later because of whatever the conditions are. Well, you want to make sure you've got some bees around that are act- active at different times of the, of the season.
1: I know we're talking about bees here, but there's other pollinators, too. And I didn't know, I mean, what's going on with those yeah. populations?
0: Yeah, pollinators are basically anything that visits a flower and can move pollen from uh, one from the male uh, parts of the pl- flower to the female parts of the flower. That's the act of pollination. And there's a lot of different things that do that. In fact, it's not just uh, insects. There's uh, not here in, uh, in Wisconsin, but bats can offer uh, those kinds of services. Uh, there's uh, in some parts of the world, actually, there will be uh, you know, rodents or, uh, or lizards that will crawl up on the flowers and will move the pollen around. Um, there are a lot of other kinds of insects that do this as well, beetles, flies, uh, that will be visiting the flowers primarily just to eat the pollen. But in the process of doing that, they pick it up on their bodies. And when they visit the next flower, some of that will rub off. And as long as they don't destroy the flowers, some of that will actually be, uh, be pollinating. Now, the interesting thing about uh, bees compared to all those others, it, like uh, compared to butterflies, for example, is that bees actually are herbivores they will be eating the pollen. A lot of other pollinators that we consider pollinators are going for the nectar. They're just like grabbing the sugary solutions that are out there like butterflies uh, do this primarily. So when you're talking about the, the experts of pollination, it really is bees, but you're right. There are other things like butterflies and so on. Some of these pollinators, these additional pollinators um, like butterflies are also uh, have been shown worldwide to be in decline. So what the, what the consequences of that are for crops and for, for actual pollination is a bit uncertain because, again, bees do most of the work. But we do have to be concerned about this general phenomenon of insect declines that we're starting to see more and more um, here in the U.S. Uh, documented, but also worldwide.
1: So are you thinking of potential solutions? Can you offer some of those up for us today?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, so one of the things that we learned in this particular study that that we did and and what what researchers are finding is that one of the ways in which bees in particular are affected in our landscapes is by the loss of uh, what we often refer to as natural habitats, places in the landscape that have those diverse flower resources that can provide that food and shelter uh, for them uh, as well. And agriculture the way that we practice it in many parts of the world has become very intensified. And what I mean by that is that we're very good at producing a lot of food. And we do this by growing things crammed together into fields in straight rows where we get rid of all the competing plants that are out there, things that we refer to as weeds. And so we create these areas that are really devoid of that flower diversity that, uh, that, that bees need we found that when you lose the cropping diversity, the number of crops that we find in a county, for example, when you start to see declines in that, that seems to be associated with the loss of our pollinators, the loss of uh, bumblebees in particular. So You can flip that around and say, well, what are the ways in which we can actually reintroduce or favor systems that maintain that flower diversity? And we can do this, by having a variety of different types of agriculture in our, uh, in our landscapes. Whereas right now, we grow mostly corn and soybeans in many parts of the, the upper Midwest. Once upon a time, our landscapes, even here in Wisconsin, in southern Wisconsin, every farm would have several different types of crops. They would have hay fields, they would have pastures, they, would have, uh, they might have pumpkins that they would be growing. Every farm did this. And when you looked across the landscape, most farms actually had some kind of diversification of that agriculture. Some of the things that we're, we're seeing and that we actually see here in Wisconsin more so than many other places is the maintenance of, uh, of areas on a farm that are not used for production. You know, little uh, roadside edges or uh, margins of fields that are not, um, you know, that are not used for production. Um, the use of pastures for growing uh, grass and and you know things that we may consider as weeds but that have flowers in them that are really good for uh for bees those are the kinds of things that um that we can look to to kind of support the needs of our of our native pollinators that are that are out there
1: and what about what about our non-farm folks the people that live in an urban setting or just you know rural residents that that don't farm i mean can we do something to make a difference
0: absolutely absolutely um I mean, it's, it's really interesting that uh, in some places, some of the best places to find bees actually are urban areas. And uh, one of the reasons that people think that uh, that's the case is because uh, people have yards and they like to have flowers and that those are actually really good food resources for, uh, for bees. Those are the kinds of things that you could do to reintroduce a little bit of that the need that bees have. Uh, there are some places in Wisconsin that have been uh, promoting uh, No mow May. This is the idea that uh, maybe you should leave a little bit of that, some of those flowering plants, things that uh, we might not want to see all the time, but keeping some of those flowers out there early in the season where there just isn't a lot out there for bees is actually been shown to have uh, positive effects. So things like dandelions and creeping Charlie.
1: So where can farmers get pollinator program information and where can consumers find info on pollinators?
0: Yeah, yeah. Th- there are a lot of really good resources uh, out there. So you can start at uh, our website that we've set up uh, to kind of um, uh, provide a little bit of this information. We've got some links there and that's at pollinators.wisc.edu. Uh, That would be a good place that people can go to. And there we've got links to places like the Xerxes Society, which is a conservation organization that has these wonderful plant lists uh, specific to particular regions of the country. So they have one for the upper Midwest that actually spells out like these. These are the kinds of uh, plants that you could put adjacent to your fields or in little conservation uh, areas, places that might not be farmed at all right away. That would be uh, that could be used to enhance um, uh, enhance pollinator habitat. Basically, um, uh, we have a link for consumers uh, that actually could do. A, uh, it's basically like. Um an assessment of your own property, like what, what does your uh, property look like, whether it's your house or your, uh, you know, your, your place out of the country? What does it look like with respect to the needs of bees? So if you're unfamiliar with these things, this is a great place to go and learn something uh, about this. There are a lot of really great uh, native uh, plant education and outreach places like the University of Wisconsin Arboretum that has information about native plants that you can use to, to support bees.
1: Is there anything that you wanted to add that we didn't get to about your study or the importance of pollinators to Wisconsin?
0: We were able to show that that aspect of diversity in the landscape is really associated with a lot of these changes. So it's not saying that we need to we need to like get rid of farming. In fact, that's not it at all. In fact, there's I think one of the lessons that we can learn from that is that there are a lot of ways in which we can have really productive agricultural landscapes that are also compatible with, with the maintenance of things that we consider important out there as well, like, uh, like bees. And the way we do that is by making sure that we have these diversified landscapes and diversified farms on the landscape.
1: Again, that's Claudio Gratton, an entomology professor at UW-Madison, talking about his new study that shows Wisconsin bee populations are going down along with the diversity of crops. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.